The Devils have a few guys returning from the COVID protocol, but as the old saying goes, easy come, easy go. We have another key guy added to the COVID protocol. How will this affect us in our next game against the New York Islanders? And do I want this game to get postponed? And what are my thoughts on the game in general? And also, there's a key player returning who people aren't really talking enough about. How can he play a factor in our next matchup? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this pregame episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. It's been a while since I said that because if you guys recall, our most recent game that was supposed to be played against the Tampa Bay Lightning got postponed. So it's been a while since the New Jersey Devils have played in a game. Hopefully they don't come out rusty, but albeit I think this extended period of time was actually a blessing in disguise because we were able to get a few key players off the COVID protocol list. Unfortunately, like I've been saying in my more recent episodes, when it rains, it pours. And unfortunately, it has been pouring hard for the Devils in terms of who's going in and out of the COVID protocol because the team revealed uh, today at the time of recording that Mackenzie Blackwood has entered the COVID protocol. Now, here's the thing. In my in one of my more recent episodes, so I believe I posted this two episodes ago, I said that Mackenzie Blackwood needs a rest for his overall health and safety and just uh, the, the fact that we cannot have him fatigued going into a tougher part of our schedule. I just said it is time to rest him for one of these games against the Islanders or the Coyotes. I don't know which one. Just flip a coin. But he has been playing in six consecutive games, albeit I'm sure this extended period of time for the New Jersey Devils um, has given him some sort of rest. But, um, you know, he's going to get his off day. Maybe it's not the way he wants it to be. But at the same time, he is going to get an off day. And I I don't know how long he's going to be out for because, remember, it's not just COVID protocol. It's not just quarantining. You also have to come back and do some conditioning. So uh, he might be uh, out for the Hurricanes game. In fact, I would bet all the money in my bank account that he will be out for the Hurricanes game. So we're definitely going to need all hands on deck because it's not getting any easier when it comes to COVID because we've already had Nico Heijer on the COVID protocol last month in December. Uh, we've had um, Jesper brought onto the COVID protocol. He has not been removed off of it. And now we have Mackenzie Blackwood on it. So we're seriously going to need all hands on deck for these next couple of games until we get Jesper brought back at least because I think at this point he is day to day. So currently, according to sportsnet.ca, here are the New Jersey Devils that are currently on the COVID protocol list. We have Mason Gearston, Nathan Bastian, Jesper Brat, Damon Severson, Yanni Kwokinen, Akira Schmidt, and more recently, Mackenzie Blackwood. And they also said the Devils also placed one member of the team's locker room support staff into protocol. When looking at the New York Islanders game, because um, I, I've been seeing a lot of things float around Twitter saying this game against the Islanders more likely than not might get postponed. I personally don't think so because I I thought maybe, okay, on the Islanders end, maybe they have a lot of people in COVID protocol. We'll see what happens. But according to this list, Sebastian Ajo, Ryan Pollock, and Barry Trotz, the head coach, are currently um, in the COVID protocol list, and that's not a lot of players for the Islanders. So uh, the, the the Devils are missing a few key guys. Like we're we're missing Severson, we're missing Bastion, we're missing Brat, and we're missing uh, Blackwood. But at the same time, guys, 
I really don't think our next game against the New York Islanders is going to get postponed. I think we're just going to have to suck it up and just play through it. But at the same time, the Islanders are not a good team because if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times already. If something like this is going to happen to the New Jersey Devils, it's better that it happens now and just get it out the way and keep playing through it. And hopefully we get everyone back at full strength. We are still waiting for Dougie Hamilton to return because he is still injured due to uh, getting uh, facial surgery on his jaw. I don't think uh, the reunion between him and the Hurricanes is going to be happening anytime soon. But at the same time, guys, you know, I get it. It sucks. It's frustrating. But let's just keep in mind, at least we are not a Canadian team. So uh, what's going to happen against the Islanders game since we're missing so many key players? So I think for this segment, I'm just going to focus on COVID in general. Will the game get postponed? Um, And if it's not going to get postponed, what is the overall outcome going to look like for the New Jersey Devils? So here's the thing, guys. The Islanders are not really that good. They are last in the Metropolitan Division, and we've handled them before. Like I said, guys, and I I just said it moments ago, if something like this were to happen to the Devils, it's best that it happens now. Because it's not like we need an elite performance to show up against the Islanders. Because they're not going to show up themselves, in my honest opinion. So I don't see why you would want this game to be postponed for the Devils. Yes, we're missing Bastion. Yes, we're missing Brock. Yes, we're missing Severson. And yes, we're now missing Blackwood. But at the same time, guys, do we really need them to beat the Islanders? Like, if we rely solely on Jack Hughes, I think we're going to be absolutely just fine. However, any Devils fan will attest to this. It's usually never that simple. But here's some of the good news that I received this afternoon. So the Devils have removed a couple more players from the COVID protocol list. So Sharon Govich, Zaka, and... And Janssen have been cleared to play. So uh, getting those three guys back, maybe it's not the biggest splash in the world. But at the same time, they can definitely contribute more than who's been contributing on our bottom six. Let's just face it and let's just be honest. So Sharon Govich coming back and maybe pairing him alongside with Jack Hughes. Maybe you can create a spark with Zaka. You know whether he's on the second line, third line, whatever the case might be. Wherever you plug in Zaka, at least you're getting some sort of contribution. And then we all know the kind of season that Janssen is having. He slowed down the, the past few games that he's appeared in but um it's better to have him in the lineup than to not have him so you know is it the biggest offensive weapons that we could potentially get like would i much rather have brat and uh severson come back and also blackwood our starting goalie absolutely 100 but at the same time you know let's just focus on the positives and when looking at andreas johnson in that game against the edmonton oilers the, the one of the most exciting games of the year he had two assists so don't uh count out his contribution so overall getting those few guys back into our lineups and hopefully uh everything works out that can pay dividends for us for these next couple of games so here's the thing guys we cannot have these games against the islanders and the coyotes postponed and here's why because i've been talking about it a lot on this show because look we're going to be facing a hard part in our schedule and we need any momentum we need any wins that we can build off of we we need it to go our way because if you guys forgot here's who we have to play after the coyotes we got to play the hurricanes we got to play the kings not the best team but still they could i wouldn't be surprised if they gave us some trouble dallas stars not really concerned about but still not a team you really want to sleep on then we got the lightning then we got the hurricanes again then we got the maple leaves then we got the penguins and then we got the Blackhawks. We've handled the Blackhawks before, but then again, they've kind of turned around just a little bit. So uh, there's that. And yeah, so when we're looking at the schedule ahead, 
it's definitely going to be a challenge for the Devils. And I'm not seeing too many gimme wins on the schedule after these Islanders and Coyotes two-game sets. So uh, if I'm being honest with you guys, I'm really hoping that these next couple games against the Islanders and Coyotes don't get postponed because I actually have faith in the New Jersey Devils to handle themselves against the Islanders shorthanded. I have faith that they can handle the Coyotes shorthanded because let's face it, like I said moments ago, we don't need all hands on deck for the Islanders or the Coyotes. They won't even show up themselves. We can put up one of our backup goalies. We can put up um, John Gillies. We can put up Nico Dawes because, remember, Akira Schmidt and Mackenzie Blackwood are both on the COVID protocol list. So we're gonna ha- for the next few games, we're going to have to rely on the tandem of John Gillies and, and, and most likely Nico Dawes. We'll, we'll see how that works out. We'll see what happens. But at the same time, guys, we don't really have that many options. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have a re- reunion with uh, Scott Wedgwood because uh, on the Arizona Coyotes, he's also on the COVID protocol list. And uh, he was put there just recently. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, that's the tandem we're just going to have to rely on. I remember we had to rely on the tandem of uh, Scott Wedgwood, Nico Dawes, Akira Schmidt earlier in the year when uh, Jonathan Bernier and also Mackenzie Blackwood were on the injured list. This is just what we're going to have to work with. We're just going to have to make do with that. And remember, when uh, Jack Hughes was out for an extended period of time, we were able to stay afloat. That's what the Devils need to do these next couple of games. They just need to stay afloat. And like I said, Sharon Govich, Zaka, and Janssen, for the average hockey fan, that might not be the biggest news in the world. But for us, this is going to be huge for us. And those three players are going to be X factors because with Sharon Govich, yes, it's been a struggle this year, but he can possibly give us a spark like he's done in a couple games this season. Zaka can come up clutch for us because earlier this year, he's had a few clutch moments and then with Janssen he's improved completely this season and like I told you guys in that game against the Edmonton Oilers he had two assists so and that was one of the most exciting games of the year can anyone else uh back me up on that so overall I look I get it it's frustrating and COVID is definitely putting a damper on things this season I'm frustrated that we're not going to have any NHL players represent their respective countries in the Olympics I was really looking forward to that and I was really hoping the NHL would push through that unfortunately you know, they had to make the business decision. But at the end of the day, guys, I really don't want these next couple of games to get canceled because I have faith in the New Jersey Devils to handle themselves against the Islanders. I have faith in them to handle themselves against the Coyotes and come out with the win or couple wins. But they're definitely going to need some energy. Speaking of energy, it's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you're probably thinking to yourself, this is not worth it. Where's that chocolate at? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. However, they contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens and dozens and dozens of net carbs. Here's the idea for the New Year's. Go to your secret stack at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever you keep it, and throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats like your wife has been nagging you on to do and replace them with Bilt Bars so when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not the biggest fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. They have coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Bilt Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check them out 
at built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Yes, you heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel-in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the good old U.S. of A. The combo kits makes it a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. So here's the thing. I have a beard. It's happy. It's healthy, and I use Primal Origin Oils, and I couldn't be happier. We know that the company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel-in beard to other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Okay, so when looking at this next game against the Islanders, there's definitely some players I'm going to have my eye on. So I've already touched on Sharon Govitz, Zaka, and Janssen, but the no-duh player that we need to keep an eye out for is definitely, well, you, you, you guys probably already know the answer to that, is Mr. Jack Hughes. Now, here's the thing about Jack Hughes. The kid, unfortunately, wasn't able to get an assist in their last game, which was a loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I thought uh, they did credit him with an assist on one of our goals. However, it seems as though that they, they uh, decided not to give it to him, so that ended his point streak. But at the same time, I know Jack Hughes is not going to let that get underneath his skin, and he's just going to be coming out uh, full steam ahead to just make an impact in any which sort of way. We've already seen Dawson Mercer try to make an impact as well, but I'll talk about Dawson Mercer momentarily, but let's just talk about Jack Hughes for a second. So uh, Jack Hughes has been on a phenomenal run, and not only is Jack Hughes able to contribute for himself, but he's able to generate for his teammates as well. So when looking at his line combination the last game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, he had Thomas Tatar and Dawson Mercer at his side. And when looking at Thomas Tatar going into our next game against the New York Islanders, Barring anything uh, happening, I would expect Thomas Tatar to be paired alongside with Jack Hughes because in our first game of two against the Columbus Blue Jackets recently, Thomas Tatar, if you remember, straight out of a faceoff, he was able to get a goal and Jack Hughes was credited with the assist. So Jack Hughes is able to just overall provide a great amount towards uh, his teammates. And I think Thomas Tatar can really benefit from Jack Hughes. But when looking at Dawson Mercer, I just don't think Dawson Mercer can get the same thing out of Jack Hughes. Now, I get the the point and I get that, you know, Dawson Mercer did have an assist the last game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But let's just look at it this way. I think Dawson Mercer should just stay at the center position because, look, I get what Lindy Ruff was trying to do. He was just trying to, you know, get uh, his best offensive weapons onto the top line and also to the second line but we were basically a skeleton lineup and we don't really have that many options so I think this was just a plan to just you know move Dawson Mercer over to the wing position temporarily until everyone comes back and then he has more options to work from but I just don't think Dawson Mercer will get any benefits working with Jack Hughes in my opinion just because I think Dawson Mercer needs to be on his own line and just facilitate for others because I I just don't think Jack Hughes and Dawson Mercer, I just don't think that combination can work out because while they don't exactly play the same, they're, they're... they're still similar in a way. I, I think Dawson Mercer is best, best when he's handling the puck and trying to create for others. And I, I just don't think he's going to get that same uh, benefits 
that he usually gets if he's paired alongside with Jack Hughes. So I'm glad that Sharon Govich is coming back because I think it's time to pair uh, Jack Hughes with Sharon Govich once again. Because if you guys remember before Sharon Govich, like uh, many of his other teammates, went on to the uh, COVID protocol list after the extended Christmas break, he was able to score a goal in three straight appearances. So he was kind of showing shades of what he was capable of doing last season. And I don't think that's possible without the contributions of Jack Hughes and basically Jack he was able to get his footing underneath him once again. So uh, the X factor going into these next couple of games, and hopefully he does not have to go onto the COVID protocol list. I've lost track of who's gone in and out of COVID protocol. I really hope Jack Hughes has already been on the list while he was injured or whatever the case might be. But Jack Hughes is definitely going to have to be the X factor going into these next couple of games, especially when we're getting more players back because, you know, Dawson Mercer is not going to remain on the top line with Jack Hughes, or at least I'm not going to assume that he is because I think Dawson Austin Mercer is better suited at playing the center position and just facilitating for other people. So that way Dawson Mercer can contribute to himself and others. And then you get Sharon Govich back and hopefully Sharon Govich and Jack Hughes don't miss a beat because remember that that line of brought Sharon Govich and Hughes was just phenomenal, especially against the Buffalo Sabres game. Because if I recall correctly, I think all of them were able to score that particular game. So focus on that because that's that's definitely going to be a focal point and that's something we're definitely not talking enough about because like I said brought Sharon Govich and Hughes that is going to be huge once they all come back so Lindy Ruff definitely knew what he was doing when he was pairing uh, Sharon Govich with Hughes once again because he was trying to create that magic that they had last season and also during the course of uh, uh, training camp so with Jack Hughes being back fully healthy and finally able to just uh, regain control of what he was able to do prior to his shoulder injury the the sky's the limit so do not sleep on uh, Sharon Govich returning to uh, action with the New Jersey Devils because look I get it it's been a disappointing year for him but he's starting to get back to it slowly but surely in 30 game appearances he has seven goals seven assists for a grand total of 14 points and he has a plus minus of plus two so when looking at his stats uh, last season 54 game appearances. He had 16 goals, 14 assists for a grand total of uh, 30 points, and he had a plus minus of negative four. But, you know, we're not going to focus on that. But, you know, just look at, uh, you know, what he's doing this season compared to last season. He's not too far off the mark, as many people are making it out to be. He's still on track to do what he did last season, and he can break that wide open. It's definitely not out of the realm of possibility because. Um, you know, if he's able to, let, let, let's just think about it from a hypothetical scenario. Look, I get it, guys. Like, I'm not the best with math, but just bear with me for a second. So 30 game appearances, if we double that, so 60 games, and let's just say he's doing the same thing that he's doing. Hopefully not because he is improving. He's going to have 28 points and a plus minus a plus four if, if his numbers continue to go the way they are going. But I don't think that's going to happen. And that's in more and that's in six uh, more game appearances. So that's not really that huge a drop off if that were to be his final stats going into uh, the the final game of the year. So I'm just just saying, guys, like, look, I know Sharon Gowish has had a disappointing year. I know you guys are expecting a leap forward, but uh, he's not really off the mark as to what he was doing last season. So really focus on that. And with uh, Jack Hughes, like I said, being fully healthy and just being able to just facilitate for his teammates I think the sky's the limit for what he could potentially do for Sharon Govich so uh, I'm really hoping that Lindy Ruff once again pairs Sharon Govich with Jack Hughes once again because that could do wonders moving forward
Now, here's the thing. When looking ahead to our next game against the Islanders, um, I'm not really concerned about the overall outcome. Now, the Islanders do have a better record in their last 10 appearances. They are 5-2-3 and three and are currently on a two-game win streak. And if you guys recall, the last time that the Islanders faced the Devils, they actually beat us by a score of 4-2, to and that was actually their first win at their new arena, and that was actually their first win in, like, eight games. And so I'm just like, okay... Uh, let's not, let, let's not focus on that. Let's not dwell on the past. I still believe this is a gimme victory because at the end of the day, the Islanders are in last place and that win could have just been a fluke. We knew what went wrong, but keep in mind the first time we did play the Islanders back in November, that was our first shutout victory of the year in which we beat them four to nothing. So, uh, keep that in mind as well. So don't focus so much on our last game against the Islanders because, you know, like I said, it's sometimes sometimes even a blind squirrel finds a nut. I'm not really concerned. Uh, Schmidt was in goal for that game. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to maybe rely on Gillies, but I have more faith in Gillies. And remember, Schmidt is in COVID protocol. So uh, just, just putting that out there. But overall, um, I'm not really concerned about the next uh, appearance against the, um, against the Islanders. I still feel as though that this is going to be a gimme victory for the Devils. And if they uh, blow it, then the only team that could beat the Devils in this case is themselves. So when looking at the power play percentage, comparing it to the Islanders, we are uh, second to last in, in the entire NHL at 14.4% in power play success. And the Islanders, uh, they're kind of mediocre, 20th uh, ranked in the league, 18.7% in power play success. So I'm not really concerned if the Islanders do go into the power play. But then again, if, the, if we go into the power play, then I'm sure the Islanders aren't going to freak out either because we're actually very close. So in penalty kill percentage, so the Devils are actually in the top 15 for best uh, penalty kill in the entire league. They rank 13th overall, 81.5% in penalty kill success rate. However, here's the thing. The uh, Islanders are actually one position ahead of us. They rank 12th in the league at 81.6%. Face-off percent, uh, the Devils are almost last in the entire NHL, ranking 26th uh, in the entire league in that category. The Islanders are in the top 10, so I would expect the Islanders to absolutely poop us in the uh, face-off percentage. In fact, they kind of did in our last appearance because they had a 61% face-off uh, win percentage, and then the the Devils had 39%. So uh, for face-offs, just expect the Devils to uh, lose it uh, most more times than not. So like I said, when looking ahead, it is a little concerning because Mackenzie Blackwood is on COVID protocol, but we'll worry about that bridge when we cross it after the Islanders and the Coyotes game. Uh, like I said, guys, even though the Islanders did win in, in the last matchup that we faced them, I'm not really concerned. I still consider this a gimme victory because at the end of the day, they are last in the Metropolitan Division. And remember, December just wasn't our month, like or at least the beginning of December. Before before Christmas break, like I'd say towards the end of November and the start of December just wasn't a good month for the Devils. There was just so much going on. We didn't know how to um, play as a unit. All was lost. So, But we're in a much better state of mind right now. So I, I think that also is going to play a factor moving forward. So let, let's not focus so much on the month of December. But remember, I, I guess the end of November and the start of December was just really a dark place for the Devils. And they didn't really turn it around until after the Christmas break in which we were able to go on a little bit of a win streak. Uh, and then, you know, we lost against the Boston Bruins, but at the same time, wasn't that bad of a loss. So when when looking at this game and my overall prediction, I say the Devils can beat the Islanders by a score of three to two. So it'll be a close game because like I said, we are still missing a few key guys. However, I think we have enough key guys uh, 
added back to our roster to squeak out the victory. And like I said, I, I still consider this a gimme win. And I think Jack Hughes is going to be an X factor. And so is Sharon Govich. So that's my overall prediction. Let me know what you guys think. Do you fear the Islanders? Uh, do you think Sharon Govich coming back will be big? Because remember, it's not just Sharon Govich. It's also Zaka and Janssen. And what do you think about some of the players that are on our COVID protocol? And who are you most concerned about? Uh, not being able to uh, suit up in the lineup. I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.